Hey y'all, I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Episode 12. That's a dozen. (laughs) Six of one, half a dozen the other. What? You know that saying, though. Yeah, it's math. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I kid you not, when numbers are involved, unless it's money, like, coming to me, I don't understand it. I'm like, whatever. Six of one, Uh, half a dozen of the other. They're both six, meaning it's the same thing. I was going to say, okay. And I've said that before. Oh, God. And I did it as the same. So I was using it correctly. I just didn't. Understand it? Never thought about it. That's how shit gets started, though, when you just say shit and you don't know what the meaning of it is. Fake news. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Big news. Huge. Do you know what I'm going to say? No. (laughs) I was just agreeing. (laughs) You actually do know what I'm about to say. We have merch oh yes coming yes soon to a website near you no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in the works we just wanted to tell y'all yeah we have one design done yes oh my god and i love it yeah i love it too we're working with uh the guy who did our logo jason daniels and he is freaking amazing yes oh my gosh okay first of all i love both of our logos oh yeah the one that's like the cover art for the podcast itself, but then the one that's we use on the social Facebook media group. stuff. Yeah, the Facebook group. Fresh work group. <laughs> Can't even talk. These shirts, well, there may be a things other than shirts. Yeah, maybe. Probably. Foreshadowing. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh my, like the one that's done. Marley's, Marley, Marley's super lit. excited. She is like heavy breather over there, <laughs> grunting jumping <laughs> she's lit merch we're excited uh-huh. so oh my gosh what if i got her a shirt though could we do dog merch absolutely <laughs> let's make that happen <laughs> somebody oh we don't have anybody <laughs> marley get on that marley make that happen thanks um, Talk to your people, Marley. God. Get your people to call. Well, you are our people. So, okay. Anyway, so yay. March yes, is coming. I it's am in the works. super excited. Yeah. One design done. We're doing four designs. Well, yeah. We are going to do the logo that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's on the Facebook page. Yeah. Not our faces. I mean, I know y'all want to wear our faces <laughs> around, but. Maybe we'll do that for underwear. Damn. <laughs> Uh, our cheeks would be on their cheeks. So there's still a lot of inner workings to figure out with like the website and finish up the designs and all of that. But be on the lookout. Ball is rolling downhill. Picking up extra things, making it bigger. Yes. Going to happen. So this was the big news that I thought she was talking about. Like we're getting merch, but she lost something. So tell them what you lost. You Okay, she lost her teeth, all of them, just gone. (laughs) So she still has her teeth, and they're straight as fuck (laughs) because she's had braces. Yeah. And her top teeth, they're, like, super white, super straight. (laughs) She's a changeling, for sure. (laughs) For sure. A.K.A. all that to say, my top braces came off yesterday. (laughs) I have never seen her teeth more than I have in my life these past few days. Shut up. But she's right. (laughs) 
She's got a purple sparkly retainer. Retainer. I almost said container. The container is purple too. Oh well, see there it goes. Look, that container mm-mm, retainer. <laughs> Damn, you got me all twisted. That retainer has my tongue so sore, like raw. Well, see, she's got to get used to it, peeps. I was going to say something dirty, and I'm not. Oh, I mean, you know, look. Well, now there's an extra step before she can um, <laughs> do anything. <laughs> well, needless to say, I don't have the retainer in while we're recording because I sound like I'm learning to talk <laughs> all over again. You're me. <laughs> S-A's are hard to say oh, with it on. It's like yeah. like the word say is yeah. like... Oh, God, it's so hard. And we were talking about, what did I say the other day at work? Ice. I think I can't. I think I, I, think I can't. I think that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, ice. And I was like, oh, my God, that was so hard to say. That's funny. Anyway. But I'm excited. Woo-woo. Probably another month, and then the bottom will come off. And then there we are. In other news. Uh-huh. More news. <laughs> <laughs> so we have some... Quasi-famous podcasters in the group. Yes. You want to shout out to your girls? Yes. My Homance Chronicles, they are Sarah and Nicole. Huh, fucking hilarious. I yes. talk back to them. I'm like, oh my God, I got to see what happens next episode. Because it's just stories of their life. That could be a Bravo show. <laughs> Let's call up Andy Cohen. <laughs> How so, do you do it? Dee doo, bee doo, dee. Andy. Make this happen for these yes. girls because it should. The girls, Sarah and Nicole, they are like so funny, but they have a sound guy and his name is Handsome. McHampsome, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sound like hamster. I don't know what that even was. He's not furry. Um, he could be into a furry, though. Well, he's not into me. That's what he's it is. He's not into the big girls. No, he doesn't like them. I lo- look, peeps, I went for it, and I was like, hey, can y'all hook a sister up with London Mike? Because he sounds so freaking cute. He is cute, too. Yeah, stalked his, well, not his Insta, but their Insta, and mm-hmm. I was like, I spy with my little eye, London <laughs> Mike, and he's fucking hot. <laughs> so then I hit the girls up, and they're like, oh, okay, I'll ask, and he doesn't like extra large pizza, so whatever. Well, he's going to have to keep his pepperoni to himself. (laughs) Anywho, if you want to hear a cute guy that doesn't like big girls. To each his own. No judgment. No judgment. Just broke my heart. Whatever. (laughs) Never going to follow up. No, I'm just kidding. On to the next. Okay. The other quasi-famous podcaster in our group is Tom. And Kiki and Jeff have a podcast called Ate Up the Podcast. They ate it up. Yes. And yeah. you're going to eat it up, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Eight as in A-T-E, not the number. Because I'm a redneck. It all sounds the same. So check them out. Eight up the podcast. Okay. Enough about them. It's on to me. I go first this week. <laughs> I'm ready. So my story this week, it's not very scary. Okay. All right. But I was looking through, doing some research, and when I saw this... I was like, a skirt? I did not know this. What? I was looking at haunted houses. Guess whose house is haunted? Yours. Well, maybe. 
but guess whose house is haunted? <laughs> famous person? Yeah, famous person. I mean, OBS. <laughs> Nobody had that I can think of. <laughs> like you, okay. Elvis Presley. Now, you know I would not do his house because that was the, like one of the worst times of my life. No, it wasn't. His house was good. Yeah, if you like being crammed in somewhere and then John Stamos was off beat on mine and so I was like behind a room. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have control over it. No, remember because I had oh, to start yours was late because yeah, yeah, it was yeah. messed up to begin with and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot. For Technology that. hates us people. It really does. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Whose house? So if you go to Nash, nope, Memphis, just don't go there. Oh, I liked it. She's been. I know, I know. I didn't want to go, and I went for Tiffany because it was her birthday. It was fun. Okay, I wouldn't say fun. It was informative. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Well, my problem with it is that they had where you can go into rooms a little bit, but the spot was so small, and they'd be like. Go in and come out. Go in and come out. And then people wouldn't do that. Yeah. And then it's like, don't take pictures. Don't use flash. And people were. And so, and that kind of shit just pisses me off. I know. I'm such a rule follower. And when people aren't rule followers, it pisses me off. Well, then I'm like, I can't even see. I don't even really want to see. But, I mean, now I'm here. Well, I want to see. Yeah. And the walkways to where, like, you go, when you do go in Mm -hmm. rooms are so narrow that, like, yeah. yeah. Like, give us two more feet, and that would have been plenty of room yes. to see everything and then keep the house intact. Right. You know? But I did not know that he was buried there. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So when I went out into that little garden thing, and it was like him and his parents and his brother or something, right? Uh, yeah, I sure. was like, whoa, whoa. I did not know his body was there. Yeah. That was weird to Allegedly. Me. No. <laughs> yeah. True. He is still alive. <laughs> but not weird. Weird's not the right word. It just... Surprised me. Yeah. My favorite part of that, besides the end, was, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, there's two things. But my favorite part of his house was the bathroom with the little poodle uh, wallpaper. Because mm-hmm, I mean, you want it. Yeah. I would definitely put that up in my house. I, I'm going to put wallpaper up in my bathroom anyway. But was the car <gasps> Yes. Things. I was just about to say One, the car One, it was air-conditioned, and it was spacious enough that you could walk around. Mm-hmm. But it was really cool to see. All those old cars and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Anyway, whoa, tangent. Okay. But it is funny that you should say a musician because it's Loretta Lynn. Oh, my God. Yes, you girl. You fucking love her. Because of Tiffany, I will say that Tiffany was OG Loretta Lynn, and I made fun of her. (laughs) And then I watched that movie, Coal Miner's Daughter, one day, and I walked down to Tiffany's house, and I was like, I apologize, because that movie is fucking good. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Tiffany have seen her twice live, and it is so good. She's like 104. She is. I mean, she's got to sit in a chair while she performs. But I mean, we can. I would sit in a chair if I was performing. Right? And it's like a throne because she is the <laughs> queen of country. If y'all don't know who Loretta Lynn is, shame on y'all. Unless you're from another country. No. She's the queen of country. Do you know? The Muffin Man? I sure do. Where does he live? Mulberry Lane. Oh. Drury Lane. <laughs> he moved on me. All these years of saying it wrong, I've got you fucked up about it. Yes. Okay. 
Do you know the OG of all the other types of music in all these other countries? No, but I don't listen to that. Why do you think they listen to us then? Because country's awesome. Oh my God. She's international, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, okay, Madonna, or you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think you don't give her enough credit. Okay. Let us know if you are in another country. Shout out to Ursula. She is new on our Facebook group. Do you know who Loretta Lynn is? She lives in Sweden. Yes. If she knows Loretta Lynn, I will say, Donna, you were right. Oh, oh my God. Please, Ursula, just say it. No, no, not really. I really want to know if you know her. Because Loretta Lynn is so good. She is just like the most raw, amazing songwriter. And her voice is so pure. Donna is going totes fangirl right now. (laughs) I love her. Like, Tiffany is going to shit her pants when she hears what you're doing. Well, okay. Truthfully, I couldn't remember if we've seen her once, twice, or three times. And so I called Tiffany. And I was like, hey, have we seen Loretta Lynn twice or three times? And she thought we had seen her three times. So we were, like, talking about it, and it's twice. I was right. Um, Just have to throw that in there. Uh, Which is why she wants Ursula to tell her that she (laughs) does know, because she wants to hear from me that she's right. We're not competitive at all. (laughs) But she was like, are you doing recon? And I was like, no, God. I was just looking at tickets and trying to see if she had a show. Because, if I don't know, she had a stroke Earlier this year, Mm -hmm. I think, or late last year. So, anyway. But try to play it off, but I know she knows, but she doesn't know what I'm doing. So, kind of surprised, Tiffany. (laughs) But, yeah. I didn't want to be, like, wrong. And then, because you know she'd be like, oh, we've seen her three times. Because she, just like us, is competitive and has to be right. Yes. (laughs) But, oh, my gosh. If we got to meet her, like, in person... Tiffany would piss herself. Right. I will say, if you have not seen A Coal Miner's Daughter, rent that Netflix. It Probably not on Netflix. Amazon Prime, it's something, because it, it really is so good. Do you know that I've never seen that movie? What? Oh, we're watching it this weekend. Never seen it. It's a date. Me, you, Tiffany, we are watching it. Like, we had a dog named Loretta, and we called her Retta from Loretta Lynn. And Tiffany, from that batch, we kept one of the dogs. But there was a boy, and Tiffany was going to call it Doolittle, but then my mom gave him away before (laughs) Tiffany could have him. (laughs) Long story on that one. (laughs) We're not bitter, we're just saying. Mama, don't give this one. Look, push this one to the back. Mm -hmm. Try not to give it away, because if we don't give it away, Tiffany gets to keep it. Five minutes later. First person that comes up. Look at this one. It's so cute. Uh Uh-huh. And me and Tiffany, like, Tiffany cried. I was, like, going inside crying because we had our match made in freaking heaven. Why is it called Doolittle? Oh, that was his name on the movie? Mm Mm-hmm. That's her husband's name. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) Tiffany, how are we friends with her? (laughs) Meanwhile, I know that whole story, but not the names. Yes, Doolittle. I love her. Seriously, she's amazing. We saw her, because we've seen her at a, we have seen her at a casino. Because, you know, she goes to those places. Well, I don't know if she plays. Anyway, but her bus was outside, and I was like, Tiffany, 
let's go and see. And one of the drummers were out there, but was out there. Whatever. God, fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> you're going so fangirl. You're like, grammar. I don't understand. I, I can't. Run away. Okay. Um, <laughs> like my heart kind of beating fast because I'm just thinking about it. And Tiffany was like, no, we can't go over there. And I was like, let's go because Bria was with us. And they didn't think I would, but, like, we, like, turned around and we were going. Um, But he was over there. He didn't talk to us, and we couldn't see it. But we did get a picture in front of the bus. It's called the coal miner. His daughter. Just kidding. No. It's it's, a joke. Okay. Apparently not a good one. Not a good one. Womp, 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 womp. Cannot joke about Loretta Lynn. Please note. (laughs) But, okay. That is her queen bee. Slash L. <laughs> yes. Queen LL. <laughs> She's LL Cool J. She's the Ridge. Yes. Does not stand for ladies love. It stands for Loretta Lynn. Yes. Like, Sissy Spacek plays her. Mm-hmm. She picked Sissy Spacek to play her. In that. Really? And that was her breakout role. And I think she even won an Oscar for that role. <laughs> and she sang on it. And she sang so good. Just Sissy like, Spacek did? Mm-hmm, just like Damn. Loretta Lynn. Yes, girl. Any other trivia y'all want to know about <laughs> Cole Miner's daughter? Okay. So she was born Loretta Webb in Butcher Holler, Kentucky, on April 14th, 1932. So she's an Aries. That's why you love her. Mm-hmm. That's like the one thing I hate about it. No, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Carrie's an Aries, if y'all don't know. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to throw something in there, but no commentary. Okay. (laughs) I mean, that's all that needs to be said. (laughs) But it's road butcher hollow. But they're so country, they say butcher holler. Mm Mm-hmm. So I just want people to know. Don't try to look up butcher holler. No, there's a... Okay. Part of why that's so funny to me is that, um, do you remember that movie Big Business in the 80s? I know what you're talking about, but I never watched it. Had Lily Tomlin and Bette Miller. Mm -hmm. And they were, like, both born as a set of twins. Yeah. And then they were split. Like, so the two sets of twins were then split to make opposite. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. And they lived in, in Jupiter Holler. And they, Jupiter Hollow, but they called it Jupiter Holler. And so that's all I can think of when you say Butcher (laughs) Holler is because I want to, I'm like, oh, Jupiter Holler. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. So she grew up really poor. As a coal miner's daughter? Mm Mm-hmm. How'd I guess? Mm -hmm. Hmm. But her family had a whole lot of love and she's amazing. They actually grew up in a one-bedroom cabin. Oh, God. And there were, like, eight kids. You know what I always wonder about stories like that? Uh-huh. How did the parents have sex to have so many kids when they lived in a fucking one-bedroom? I have no idea. Probably outside. I mean, I know. There's, like, other... It's not <laughs> like, oh, you can only have sex in a bed. But... They were they were very quiet. And it... Oh, God. So was it even good? Or they were really adventurous. Mm-hmm. And... Did it at highly inappropriate times. <laughs> no, or they in, probably said, okay, kids, go, go play, play hide and seek. Yeah. And, and they, they did. They found something else. 
Dang. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so she married Doolittle when she was an early teen, I think 13. Cool. But it wasn't weird, you know, like back in the day, it wasn't like. No, it was still weird, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I even put, she's amazing. <laughs> okay, so please note, I cannot say anything about the beginning of the story. Because she's going to be like, no, it wasn't weird that he married a child. He was, he was a little bit older, but not really. 21? I don't know. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> You'll learn when we watch the movie. Don't even look it up. Okay. Don't. Okay. Putting my phone away. You heard it? It's mm-hmm. away. It's away. Okay, so in 1967, her and Dew, they were driving around Nashville. This is after she's made her success. You know, well, she's on the charts and stuff. So they're looking around in the country at a place to live because they got kids. She needs a bigger spot. So they took a wrong turn, ended up on a weird street, and she saw this big white, like, plantation house in the country, and she's like, that's the house I want. I want that house. And they don't even know if it's for sale, what. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when you know you made some money. Mm-hmm. Well, it was for sale. Dang, that's mm-hmm. lucky. But with it, you got the whole town of uh, Hurricane Mills. Like, it was all this small town on, like, a hundred and something acres so she was like, okay. So she like bought the whole town basically. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. So whatever. And it's so weird that it just like happened that way. Yeah. You know? So I need to tell you something that I did not really know. You ready? I'm ready. She is sensitive and like kind of psychic. <gasps> yes. Did not know that. Did not either. And so she's had several premonitions. Um, I think they kind of touched on this in the movie, but not really. Or did you know that that's what they were touching on? You know what I mean? Right. Would you have picked that up? Right. So when she moved away, when her and Dew got married, uh, they went to Washington, Washington State. Okay. So she would be alone, like lonely. She was pregnant. Not till after she was married. If you watch the movie, you will definitely know because it's hilarious. Um, okay. Whenever she was feeling really, really down, her mom would send her a letter, but they didn't have telephones yeah. and stuff. But every time, like she could, she would know that her mom's going to send her a letter, and she'd be happy, and the letter would come. Dang. So it's stuff like that. Yeah. And in the movie, so she met Patsy Klein, and the time that Patsy was going to go on the plane, and she wanted Loretta to go, she was like, no, and I don't think you should go either. Like, whatever. And then when she got the call that morning, it's like she knew it was something with Patsy, uh, and she had died. On a plane crash? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something I probably should have known. Girl, I know, um, I suck. But that's crazy though that she knew. Yeah, so like in the movie, you know, you think about it, but I mean, people have that kind of sixth sense. Yeah, sometimes anyway, but now knowing, like, no, that's really a part of it. Right. You know, because you never know, like, if it's for like cinemagic purposes and stuff, but that's really in her 
life. That's really cool. So soon after moving in, the uh, family began to notice some weird stuff. You know, little things. A door would open and close by itself. Mm -hmm. But old house, it used to be a plantation. It's now called the Loretta Lynn Ranch. Oh, shit. Sorry. I forgot. She also had another premonition. She dreamt that her dad was in a coffin. And the next morning, she got a call that he actually had a massive heart attack and died. No. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Bless it. Like, oh, my God. And later, when she went back to her childhood home in mm-hmm. Butcher Holler, she saw him on his, on the front porch in a rocking chair. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, so the door would move on its own. Mm-hmm. Then also the twins, they the twin girls she had, they had almost like a Jack and Jill bathroom. Mm-hmm. And they would say that they saw ladies, older ladies in big dresses with their hair like huge on the top of their head. All I can picture is like Dolly Parton when they say <laughs> that. And like her... You yeah, know, like that's how they dressed and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It's just funny, like right. Meanwhile, they mean like antebellum. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Loretta's daughter Peggy, one of the twins, she said that she remembers being two or three years old, laying in bed one night, and she said she felt someone watching her. And when she looked over towards that bathroom, there was a lady in white, and she like came. From the bathroom door. Mm-hmm. And she thought, do we have a guest over? Because, I mean. Yeah. I mean, her mom's Loretta Lynn. And owns the town. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then when, like, the lady in white noticed her eyes. You yeah. Know, so it was like, like, oh, shit, she sees me. Yeah. And so she backed up, like, two steps and then vanished. <gasps> yeah. And so Peggy said that she called for Gloria who was their, like, nanny. Okay. And Gloria couldn't find her anywhere. And a weird thing about the house, because it was a plantation, on the front porch, they have, like, a swing over it. Mm -hmm. Like, the type that it's not, like, a swing with the chains up. It's, like, on a platform. Like one of those bed swings? Yeah, but, you know, like, it's on a platform. Like, you can move it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's got, like, feet, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, like, more glides. It's like a swing that glides, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a word. Look, you know I know about rocking. (laughs) Yeah. When in doubt, I will know (laughs) swinging and rocking. (laughs) And she prefers swinging. Yeah, don't don't come at me with that gliding shit. (laughs) But that's what they have over this part of the porch. But if you pull that away... Mm-hmm. She pulled it away with her hands, folks. It's like if it was going to be a safe in the floor, mm-hmm. like on a movie, you know? Like a hatch? Yeah, kind of like that, but it's like a metal door. Okay. It's like that, and you go down in it, and they call it the slave pit. Oh, my God. Yes, and so it's a cramped, dark cellar with iron bars <gasps> on it, and it has chains up from the ceiling. No. Yeah, so they think that's where this... They beat them? Well, and that's where, if they were acting up, they'd put them down there. No. God. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that sad? That is. That is. Yeah. 
But, I mean, obviously, they don't use it or anything. Oh, well, yeah, but still, <laughs> shit. So they didn't want to board it up because they might actually have to use it for some reason. Something, yeah. shit, even if it's like a storm cellar. Yeah. So one night, Loretta and a friend, they're watching TV. Dew is, is out of town, and they hear a sound outside, so they think someone is out on the porch. They go investigate. No one's out there. Go back. Watching their soap operas. I don't know what it is. I was thinking Johnny Carson. (laughs) Well, the sound happened again. So looked out again, no one. And so then they're like, okay, whatever. You know, then they said that it sounded like someone was walking on the porch and a chain was being dragged (gasps) behind them. And so they were like, okay. And when they went outside, it was concentrated in that slave pit oh my god yeah could you imagine if she had been home by herself oh my gosh well actually i don't know what's worse you freaking yourself out by yourself yeah or you with your best friend like freaking each other out yeah i would rather be with someone yes because i can push you in front of somebody (laughs) as you would (laughs) yes Also, Loretta has been alone in the house, and she's felt cold electric shocks as if someone, like, walked through her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And at night, she said that she would hear, sounded like heels, but just not necessarily high heels, but maybe, like, a heeled boot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. something walking up the stairs. They were wooden, so you can hear, you know, the creaks and Mm -hmm. stuff anyway. Uh, And she said that she was like, do someone's up on the stairs and he's like, whatever, yeah, you know? And she's like, no, really couldn't go to sleep. Went and looked, no one's there, but she, she clearly heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Also pictures on the wall, no matter how many times they straighten them, they'll always be crooked. And it's only like going up a certain wall and they'll all be crooked. Like the same same way. way. Well, no, that's a jerk ghost. Mm hmm. Leave my stuff alone. <laughs> you can walk all you want to. Drag your chains all you drag want to. Drag your chain. But look, quit turning my shit crooked. <laughs> right? Especially Donna. She's OCD a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Leave her shit alone. <laughs> then there's a room, and it's called the brown room. And no one's comfortable in it. Many strange things have happened in there. It's always the coldest room in the house by a few degrees. Which... Sign me up. Yes, please. And there's always dead flies in the window seal Ew. and nowhere else. And there'll be like 50 of them. Ew. Yeah. Ooh. At least they're dead. <laughs> yes. When Jack Benny was younger, that's one of our sons. Okay. That was his room. He fell asleep with his clothes on. He's like you, can sleep in anything. <laughs> um, and he woke up. To a Confederate soldier <gasps> tugging on his boot, like trying to get him out of the bed. Oh, yes. my God. So he like ran out of his bedroom and told his mom, like, there was a guy. There was a guy. A soldier. Yeah. And a Confederate soldier. Holy in my shit. Yeah. The ranch staff. Well, I guess I didn't even say this, but her house is open for tours, but they won't allow anyone upstairs, which you'll find out 
the brown rooms upstairs, like... Well, and that, that's, like, more their living quarters, too, or no? No, she has uh, put a house behind there. So, she's still on that same property. Oh, okay, It's okay. just not this house, the oh, first house. okay, okay. Yeah. But how cool is that, though, that she will go sometimes on these tours and, like, surprise people? <gasps> right? That's cool. Even just, like, knowing that if you're going there, she might be on the property at the same time. Right. She could just be there, much less come and surprise you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And, like, just living her life. Like, she's probably like, oh, shit, I got to go to the grocery store today. (laughs) You know, like, she's just being her normal human being. And we're like, hey, girl, hey. Right. Okay, so there is a local TV crew that came, and the staff and the crew were in that brown room, and they both heard a noise, and uh, they said it sounded like someone was knocking from inside the closet. Oh, God. But when they went to inspect it, no one was there. <gasps> so they were like, um, okay, I'm going to nope all the way out of this fucking room. <laughs> because, no, like, knocking from inside the closet. And then there's no one there. Oh, wait, that Confederate soldier, I bet, was right? there. Right? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Mm. No. Mm. I do not fucks with the closet. <laughs> no, no, no. No fucks given for a closet. No. I'm weird. Like, I do not like having closet doors open at night. Mm-mm. Like, no. You gotta well, actually, shut those boogeymen out. Actually, right now, my closet doesn't have a door. Well, that's okay. That's different. But it's like when that door is... Should be... Oh, well, your closet doesn't have a door either, I guess. In this but, room. Yeah. But it's like, if it's supposed to have a door and it's like just cracked, mm-hmm. that's when you have an issue. But if yeah. it's just no door, period, you're good. Yeah. Gotcha. It's weird. It's just because then I couldn't, I can't see what's behind that door. And I feel like something can just like have its fingers Ooh, out. Yeah. Like Y'all can't see her, on but it. she's doing like Freddy Krueger. Yes. Oh my God. That's exactly what I was picturing in my mind. We could play charades. So, Loretta finally decided to try to make contact with the spirits because, like, people have just been having all of these different experiences. Uh, So, one occasion during a seance, a table moved all the way across the room by itself. (gasps) Oh, my God. Yeah. Another time, she had several friends over and they were doing another seance I think they might have been doing a Ouija board. I'm not sure. It doesn't say it. Mm -mm. But they say that they made contact with a person named Anderson. So I'm thinking that's how they realized it's Anderson was the Ouija Ouija board. I mean, it might have, like, come during the seance. I I don't know. Yeah. But so uh, the group tried to communicate more and kept asking this Anderson spirit more questions, Mm -hmm. and he, like, kind of got fed up with it, and suddenly the table rose off the ground and then, like, fell back down (gasps) so hard that it actually cracked into two. Oh, my God. Okay, so then the next day, Loretta spoke to some of the locals at, in Hurricane Mills, uh, to see if they had ever heard of a man named Anderson. Mm Mm-hmm. He was the owner of that house before she moved in. What? Mm-hmm. And he actually was buried on that property in a cemetery by the house. 
What? Yeah. So, just crazy, right? Like... Yeah. It's so weird when... How I said I want to be validated. It's so weird when you are validated in, you know, um, supernatural things. But... Well, I say previous owner, but I think because it went probably from him to, like, his estate, maybe, or something. How did you know what I was going to ask? Because I know you. (laughs) Or do I? Because... As we know from last episode, she's a changeling. So, <laughs> I don't know. I listened back to that, you know, while I was editing. And then I listened to it again because I can't get enough of it. And I'm like, oh my god, she really does tick all of those boxes. <laughs> like, what the freak? So maybe I don't know you at all. <laughs> it's all part of my plan. For real. Okay, so... There was, they were actually on Ghost Adventures. You know, like, all of my shit coincides with Zach and his gang. Aww. Like, at some point, but, uh, of course they've been everywhere, you mm-hmm. know? So, they were being interviewed, like, the ranch people were being interviewed and stuff. Well, Anthony Bruto, he was, well, not was, he still is. Loretta's grandson. Okay. And he said when he was 16 years old, him and the ranch manager, Will, the power went out. And they were they were rounding the corner to get back into that room and just to see what had happened. Mm-hmm. And the chandelier was on. But the power was out? But everything else was off. What? Yeah. If it was an actual power outage... Why would the chandelier have the thing? Yeah, everything would have been on because it's on a, the same breaker. Yeah. So that's just so crazy. Yeah. Loretta came home from being on tour, and she saw this woman in white up on the balcony. So she asked Gloria, who the girls were with, their nanny, who's up there on the porch? Because, again, people came and went, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And Gloria was like, no one's up there. So she went, Loretta went up there and the... To the balcony? To the balcony. Okay. On the second floor. Yeah. Well, you said porch and so the second... And then I was like, wait. Oh, sorry. I was just... It's no big deal. I just was clarifying. Okay. Thank you. So she went out there and that lady was gone. But then she saw her over at the cemetery. (gasps) Yeah. Like, how crazy... Uh, but so when she said that when she saw her from outside, she was pacing back and forth. On the balcony or in the cemetery? On the balcony. Okay. Sorry. When she saw her from outside. Okay. Okay. And she was like wringing her hands, you know, like when you're worried and you're yeah. just doing that. She was doing that. So they call her the moaning woman oh. because she would be moaning like, not in a good way. Like, in, in a worry way. Yeah. They learned that over a century ago, a woman named Beulah M. Anderson had cried herself to eternal sleep called death because she had just given birth to a stillborn. No. And then 12 days later, she died. No. And they're both buried side by side in the cemetery. She died of a broken heart. Yep. How sad. Oh, God. Look, you know what? There is a special place in heaven for all women who have, or and men too, that yeah. have experienced 
um, any type of miscarriage. I know. But women who give birth, I mean, knowing that their baby has passed or yes. giving birth and then their baby it has passed and they didn't know it. Like, there's a special place in heaven for those women because could right. you imagine going through child labor no. knowing that your baby had already passed away? No. Special place in heaven for those people. Yeah. Like, the amount of courage and strength that that takes, I don't, I don't have I, it. No, I don't want to ever be tested like no, that. I, you, mm-mm. That's really sad. Okay, so with Ghost Adventures, they were on there. I watched it because, you know, any time to look at old Zach and all his get-up. And this is from, like, 2012. So he didn't have his glasses yet or anything like that. But he was still Ed Hardied out and <laughs> all that. I was about to say, like, with his bedazzled jeans and all. Yes, yes. <laughs> They're bedazzled in totally different ways. She's, like, country-western glam and he's Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so on the lockdown, they collect some audio evidence with the Ovulus 2, which is a device that it says that when you ask questions, it lets a spirit display a word mm-hmm. as a response. And so the spirit communicated the words dig, ground, two, and lot. Okay. So, the guys believe that this was in reference to the cemetery. Mm-hmm. So, they go out there, and uh, when they're out there, they're like, okay, we had good luck with the ovulus. Let's try it here. And the devices, because they went to the second lot, because there's two. Oh, yeah, two, I was going to say, like, second lot, right? There's two rows. So, they went to the second one, and the words, when they said, okay, we're here now, mm-hmm. like, what do you want? The words were moan and brown. And she was on the balcony. By She's the brown known, room. Mm-hmm, and known as the Moaning Woman. Whoa! Yeah. Like, what the heck? But why did they want them to dig? Well, they also, well, because it'd be in the ground. Also, it doesn't say this. Like, I collected this from the, like, info about it. Mm-hmm. But on the thing, it also said save too. And so they thought that meant, like, save her and her baby, yeah. you know? Yeah. So maybe that's why it said dig, like. Get us out kind of mm-hmm. thing. Oh, God. Yeah. So you know how I told you that Loretta's mom also was kind of clairvoyant and psychic? Okay. When uh, Loretta was feeling bad, she would write the letter. Uh, well, you said that Loretta knew when her mom... Yeah, but I didn't know that okay, it, was, it sorry. was reciprocal. Yes. So, like, her mom would feel that Loretta was rolled down and would write her a letter. Okay. And then, on the flip side... Loretta would know. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So, during one of the trips her mom had made to the uh, Hurricane Mills plantation, she just didn't seem easy, you know? Like, mm-hmm. she just was kind of distant and so loretta kept asking her because you know that's what we do like when someone seems off you're like what's wrong what's yeah. wrong and yeah then they get mad and then y'all get in a fight and yeah um <laughs> not speaking from personal experience or anything but so her mother finally tells her that she had 
an overwhelming sense of sadness there and that she had a vision of the river on the property called Duck River and that it would bring great tragedy to the family. Oh, God. And that one of her grandchildren would die. (gasps) So years later, like years, maybe even like 20-something years, her prediction actually came true. <gasps> so so Jack Benny was was herding cattle or something on horseback, mm-hmm. went in the river like to ride horseback across it, mm-hmm. and it pulled him under. And The he, river did? Mm-hmm. or the, Dang. And he drowned. Did the horse drown too? I don't know. Don't even get me started on that. Um, he was 30 years old. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And at the time of his death, Loretta was on tour and suffered an episode that came in the form of a seizure. (gasps) And for days, she couldn't remember anything. And when her son's body was found, she came out of it. What? Yeah. And so her husband, do he began to tell her what had happened. And she interrupted him. And she was like, it's Jack, isn't it? And he was like, yes. You know, like, she already knew. How did you know? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But, so they had his funeral. And when she was there, this man came up who said he was a preacher and that he had actually met Jack Benny a couple of days earlier. And he was out by the river, and this preacher had gotten lost, stumbled upon him, and they were just kind of talking and the preacher asked if he could pray for Jack Benny and like they pray together. And Jack was like, I really don't know how to pray. So, I mean, I don't know like all of this because Loretta Lynn's really religious. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know what it is. But so then they prayed like really heavily together and just like had this good moment. And then days later, he's dead. Yeah. And they, no one knew who that preacher was, and no one ever saw him again. <gasps> yeah. So it's like, I wonder what they prayed about, and, like, if it was for salvation, or, you know what I mean? Like, why? Yeah. Like, how did that happen? I don't know. Anyway, that was just, like, one of those stories that, like, gave me chills, because just... But that just brings up, like, so many bigger things of, I mean, is salvation real? Is yeah. Is it not? Is it, you know? Yeah. I mean, everybody, I mean, I don't know what everybody that listens to this believes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just very weird. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, moving on from that. So, Gay Crowell was the assistant manager of the ranch. Mm-hmm. And shortly after 9-11, she went out to the balcony to hang some red, white, and blue ribbons and, uh, nope, banners. Mm-hmm. Ribbons, too, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. Um, <laughs> but, so, it was, like, her and two other ladies. They ended up being locked out. <gasps> and no one locked the doors. They're on the balcony. You know, couldn't get back in. Luckily, a grounds crew was down there, like, later on, they came, and they were like, hey, can you go up and let us in? 
And so they said that they felt like it was the spirits, like, messing with them. Yeah. You know, just being. Just fucking with them. Yeah. Like, how I would be if I was a spirit. Yes, you would. Another time, so Loretta believes that that the ghosts are friendly. Yeah. You know, I mean, nothing's bad has ever really happened. Mm -hmm. And when she started fixing things up, like, they added on to the kitchen and stuff like that. And this is after she had contacted Anderson. Mm -hmm. So now she calls him Old Man Anderson. That's cute. Um, And, God, her southern accent, like... It's just like country, yeah. you know, and I yeah. love it. But she said that she talked to old man Anderson and was like, don't you worry. I'm fixing your house up real nice. Like, I'm not doing anything to, you know, disgrace it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of it for you. So she thought like, okay, we're on a, like a mutual standing, yeah. you know. So there was a tour going on and she had told the tour guide, just make sure no one touches the albums on the wall. Like, there's some records mm-hmm. going up the stairs. Well, on the tour, the tour guide's on the stairs, and there's only, like, four stairs below her. You mm-hmm. know, they're at the end. For some reason, I don't know why, but she moved the record on the wall. Like, she bumped it or something. Mm-hmm. And someone said, who's that behind you? And about that time, she was pushed down the stairs. And again, it's only four stairs, so it was like, okay. But someone saw someone behind her then. Oh, Like, materialized. She was pushed. And, you know, like. Yeah. What? And so, Loretta was like, I think he was pissed that she touched the records after After I told her not to. Yeah. And so, he's like, listen to her. Yes. Don't fuck with the house, lady. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, what? Look, they... Spirits listen. They understand. Tim Cobb, who is Loretta's personal assistant, he was in the house, and he noticed that the front door had, like, frost over it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, when it's really cold outside and stuff. Or, like, really cold inside and, Uh like, hot and muggy outside. Yeah. Well, it was... Probably more accurate in Nashville. Yeah, that's how it is at my house right now. Because it's raining again today. This is the th- <laughs> this is the third week in a row that we've recorded that it's been raining. Yes, thank God it's not like thundering and stuff right now. Unless you liked it, and then God can hit us back up. It was <laughs> storming this morning when I oh woke up gosh, for work. I was like, I do not want to get up because it was like perfect napping weather. Yes, like, loud thunder. Dark, good rain coming down. Yes. At lunch when I was driving back, it was like that. And that is for real my calming, going to go to bed sound music. Yes. And yeah, I was like, I stay open. Just drive. Anyway, the frost was on the inside of the glass, like we said, Mm -hmm. but no other room was like that. And it was just cold in that one spot. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Then Tim has also heard noises upstairs at another time when the plantation tours had closed for the day. And he thought, oh, my God, someone's in the house. Yeah. Like, what's going on? So from below the stairs, uh, he saw a shadow of someone enter the brown room. 
Which was, yeah, the, like you know, the most high end room. Yeah, and it's like up at the top of the stairs. He investigated, found no, no one, but he said that the temperature was so cold in there. And Loretta was telling this when she was interviewed, and she said, he'd come a-flying out of there. Like, <laughs> oh, I love her. So freaking cute. So the family discovered that the plantation was the site of a Civil War skirmish. And that was in July 1863. And that many soldiers were taken to the old church on the property as it served for a temporary hospital. And uh, that skirmish, 19 soldiers died on the property that day. So others have witnessed soldiers, too, because, you know, like the soldier that pulled Jack Benny's boots. A fisherman had looked up from the Duck River. Again, where? Jack Benny. Yeah. Gosh, bless it. Um, He saw a soldier on the bridge, and, like, he's walking from the left, and when he gets over, like, more than halfway to the right side, he just vanished. (gasps) I wonder why. I don't know. What happened on the other side? Right? The chicken crossed the road. I don't know. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Then another day that one of the ranch uh, members, (laughs) crew members, saw two soldiers sitting beside a fire. And they, like, looked at each other. But, like, they didn't say anything, Mm -hmm. you know? And... That person just kind of, like, kept on going because, like, they're in full costume. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, something's not right. And they were, like, real people but not real people. How they looked, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so nothing happened. They didn't vanish or anything, but it was just, like. I wonder, like, did he smell the smoke and stuff? I don't know. That's a good question. Thanks. Okay, in 1967, Ernest, who was another of Loretta's sons, who, like, okay, so on the tour with them, she, like, brings all of her freaking family because they're all talented. Yeah. And so, like, her her daughters would perform. Um, Ernest, he was in his own little band, and they were actually really good. Hmm. Um, they had, like, a couple of, like, songs that they had wrote, but they did cover stuff. Yeah. But they were really good. Anyway, I feel like I know him, which I don't. But he was in that brown room that mm-hmm. Jack Benny was like, I ain't staying here. Yeah. And he saw two Civil War soldiers just standing there. Like, they would be talking, but not talking. Yeah. And he said he ran from that room and refused to sleep there ever again, too. Like, they were like, no. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Megan Bruto. Her granddaughter, she heard the uh, same type of footsteps that Loretta had on the stairs. Yeah. She's heard that, and she's heard it, like, all around the house at various points. And, again, she could never see a source of it. Right. So, but, like, Loretta doesn't try to get rid of the ghost or anything like yeah. that. It's just, like, part of her family now. Yeah. You know? Well, and they're nice ghosts. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that they've ever done mean is to protect 
Loretta. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, she like lives on the property, but not in, in that, that house. house. Yeah. But I thought this was cool, mainly for Tiffany to know, <laughs> but for everyone else too. Two songs were inspired by her house there, like on the property. Mm-hmm. And one is You're Looking at Country, which I love that song. But it's basically like, when you're looking at me, you're looking at country. But it was, she was looking for Doolittle, and she was, like, riding through her, like, 100,000 acres. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just, like, on this side was, you know, like, wildflowers and all this. And on this side, you know, like, you couldn't see any road. Yeah. And stuff. And so she stopped the car and wrote the song. That's cool. Yeah. And then another one is I Want to Be Free. And they both actually became number one hits. Dang! They also said that an interesting fact is that it's a true testament for Loretta's psychic abilities is that she wrote a song called This Haunted House in 1964, two years before she purchased Hurricane Mills. However, it's... It is interesting that it's called This Haunted House, Mm -hmm. but it was about Patsy Cline dying. Oh. Um, And she wrote it at Patsy's house when they went over to talk to her husband and stuff. She went up to the bathroom, and, like, in that hallway, Mm -hmm. she said it, like, just hit her. She sat down, wrote this song, and then, like, went down and performed it for her husband. But it, I can see, like, the correlation that, yeah. one, she now lives in a haunted house. And then another thing, though, is, like, one of the lyrics says, like, I can hear you walking down the hallway oh, and yeah. stuff. You know, so it's just weird, like, some of the things. But it wasn't written about a right. haunted house. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But it is still, like, weird. Right. One other thing. So... Upon my research, I found that Brett Eldridge... Yeah, we saw him in concert. We sure did, before Taylor Swift. Apparently, when he writes or performs a song and it hits number one, he does this, like, big celebration thing with a DJ from the highway or highway something. Is that XM station? Yeah, that one. I have it. But, okay, so he was like, okay, let's do a haunted house tour, like a real haunted house. So... Of course, when he's like, wait, Loretta Lynn. Yeah. Like, hello. So they went there during the day, and the lights flickered, like, randomly, Mm -hmm. you know. um, But it wasn't just, like, all the lights everywhere. It was, like, in certain rooms, you know. Right. Kind of like when the chandelier. Yes. Yeah. Um, He actually went down to the the uh, slave pit. Nope, nope, And he, like, was like... It's super cold down here. Super freaky. Like, get me out. Nope, nope, and nope, and nope, and nope. Yes. Ooh. But I thought it was just cute that he actually went to her house, you know? Yeah. And stuff. But that is it. Oh, my God. I love it. So, she lives in a haunted house. Like, my two worlds have collided in the best way possible. Yeah. And now I really want to go see her house. And, I mean, it's just outside of Nashville. Yeah. That's not that far. It's really not. Mm-mm. So, road trip anyone? 
Sign me up. Not with that voice. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just getting my <clears throat> ready for Loretta Lynn. You know, a uh-huh. little bit of. Okay, that's awful. You <laughs> should cut that, but um, you leave it. <laughs> it's awful. Not really. I love it. <laughs> not really. I'm going to make us famous with my voice. Maybe. Just not your singing voice. <laughs> you know. Okay, so Loretta Lynn has ghost. Skeletons in her closet. <laughs> not really. She's She is open and honest. She's perfect. She's not perfect, but she's close. I don't know, actually. I don't know anything about her. I have never watched the movie. Uh, we know, and you're going to take care of that this weekend. Do you know George? Of the jungle. Jefferson. Not the moving on up one. His name was... George Jefferson? No, that's, that's... meet George Jetson. <laughs> and, uh, no, what's the... Not the Flintstones. No, what's the Jeffersons is what I was thinking. The moving uh, on up to the east side. What's his yeah. name? I don't know, but it's not, not George. George. <laughs> okay, so I combine George Jetson and whatever his name is, Jefferson, the moving on up guy. Yeah. But that's not any of them. Cool. I'm so smart. Okay, George. Hopefully you didn't write that down. That was, ooh, I, this is a good segue. I did. Oh, Lord. Just kidding, I didn't. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> George Jefferson Hassel. Nope. I had never heard of him either. But he's your second cousin? Twice removed. Okay. No. You can well, still date him then. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. So Donna has been telling me that she wants me to do like a familial side or like a kidnapping or something. And so I was talking to my sister Casey and I was like, you know, Donna wants me to do blah, 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 everything I just said. And she was like, what about this guy? Literally have never heard of him before. Yeah. And, you know, when we're getting our, like, research together, my pages of my story range from, like, 7 to 13 pages. Yeah. Depending on how long the story is. Yeah. This one is three. (laughs) Short and sweet. That is how much information I found on this guy. Wow. So, at the the Google pages, Uh I was on, like, three or four. Like, it didn't even have anything to do with him. It was, like... There's an apparently an actor named George Hassel from, like... Hasselhoff? No. <laughs> from, like, silent movies and stuff, too. So, it was, oh. like... like it Yeah. Was no, I mean, and a lot of this stuff... It, well, I do this in all my stories, but it's going to be, like, well, one thing said this and one thing said that. You yeah. know, like, so a lot of the information doesn't even really mesh well. Yeah. So, George is from a small town in Texas... Um, called Smithville, Texas. He was born in July of 1888. Oh. So he's a, he's a, a young whippersnapper. <laughs> he was the youngest of eight kids or seven. Different articles. What? Yeah, different articles <laughs> said different things. Some things said seven kids, some things said eight kids. Did he have one of those parasitic twins? Is that what they're counting? He was a changeling. Damn. Mm-hmm. Did you know him in the fairy Fort that you were at. I'm his mother. Dang, I knew you were. You had that maternal instinct. <laughs> so it is said, allegedly, allegedly, don't sue us, George. That when he was a teenager, that he got someone pregnant, and then just like abandoned her. Well, isn't that typical? <laughs> 
Who are you having sex with? No. Well, I mean. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know what you high mean. High school. Well, it's thing. 18. He was born in 1888. True. So, I mean, we're probably thinking, we're talking like, what, 1905? Yeah. You know? So, anyway. But that's allegedly. When he was a teen, he enlisted in the Merchant Marines. Oh, my dad was a Merchant Marine. Was he? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I mean, like, I knew he did something with the ships. Yep. But I didn't know that's what it was. Yep. I don't actually know what that means. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> he worked in the engineering room. I know that he, like, your dad, like, went all over the world on a yeah. ship. But I don't actually know what a merchant me, marine me is. Me either. Okay. We're, hey, you Daddy. What? what you do? <laughs> He'd be like, oh, shit, Donna. That's exactly what he would say. Put some clothes on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway. So, he essentially, like, went MIA while he was a merchant marine, which is a bad thing. Well, yeah, like AWOL. Yeah. But but they're not, like, marines. So, that's why I was like... Yeah. Well, because when I was doing this, I was like, oh, shit, he went AWOL. But then you said that, and I was like, hold up, skirt. Yeah. Oh, Steve was a merchant <laughs> no. marine, so that's not like Marines. I don't know. He didn't go through basic training. No, he, well, he wasn't military. Yeah. But anyway, he left his assigned post, like, MIA, abandoned his stuff, a deserter yeah. kind of thing. He actually had to serve a short prison term for, Ooh. like, his desertion. Yeah, but he didn't kill anyone, so he couldn't get that sweet teardrop tattoo. It's also said that he was married and divorced, like, quite a few women, but I don't know how many, because, I mean, like, oh the story's gosh. three pages. Like, there is, like, nothing on this guy. And, like, everything there is on him is a little bit different in every article. I mean. Okay, so seven, he's really, like, CIA or some shit. Probably. Look, you're, maybe that's what the Merchant Marines really are. Maybe. It's all a front for the CIA. <laughs> Actually, they're all men in black. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> It's also said that he had a really bad temper and that when he get when he would get mad he would take his aggressions out on those closest to him. But I feel like that's not everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. They're I don't know. Anyway, that's everyone. Yeah. I mean these people it's like, did you know that your neighbor was a killer? And then they're like, Yeah, he was so weird. He would like mow his lawn. <laughs> It's like, With shorts on. Yes. (laughs) And sometimes he put on sunscreen. I know. And it's like, he was talking to himself. No, he had headphones in and he was singing. Good Lord. But you know what I mean? It's like those things. Like, I knew he was bad because when he got mad, he would yell. Yes. Right? Okay. I mean. So do you because you're yelling right now. Oh, my God. I was going to say, stop yelling at me, Linda. (laughs) He eventually made his way back to Texas to a small town called Farewell, Texas. Okay. And he was living pretty close to one of his brothers. Mm-hmm. But that brother was killed in, like, kind of a freak accident, but also allegedly an accident. Mm. His brother was kicked in the head by a mule. What? And George was the only witness. So, what's a good brother to do when your brother <laughs> dies from a freak accident? Take and, over your life? Uh-huh. Yep. Nice. Yep. 
So. Is a mule the same thing as a jackass? No, that's a donkey. Yeah. Wait, is that the same thing as a mule? A donkey is whenever you breed a mule and a horse together, isn't it? Oh. Or is that a donkey and a horse makes a mule? Wait, is that not? what? Oh. <laughs> Why don't we know things? Because I am, I live in the country, but I'm not country. Look, I am straight suburbs. Sub- suburbs. <laughs> I was going to say suburban and suburbs. <laughs> Had a baby. And suburbs. Okay, so because I Google everything in life, a mule is when you breed a male donkey and a female mare. Okay. Do you know what it's called when you do a, breed a stallion? a.k.a. a male horse, and a female donkey? No. A hiney. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, isn't that great? A hiney. But I did know this. I was riding riding her hiney the other day. I mean, look, you get a jackass, you get a hiney. (laughs) Okay, so brother kicked in the head. George was like, oh, I got to take over his life now. Susan Ferguson was his brother's wife, mm-hmm. who is now a widow. And so George married her and became the stepfather to her eight kids. That's so weird. So weird. But I will say, in his defense, a lot of stuff said that that was common practice of the time. Because, again, we're okay. kind of around 1915s. Yeah. 15s? No. 1910s. <laughs> And Whatever. <laughs> Way long time ago. So, of course, it was not a perfect marriage. Her husband died, and she married his brother. Yeah. You know that shit had to be awkward. But one of the biggest problems that they had in the marriage was that George was molesting his stepdaughter slash niece. What the hell? Yep. How old was she? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's wrong, but, you know. I'm going to guess that she was either 13 or oh. 4. What? Well, those are the only girls' ages. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to probably go with a 13-year-old, then. What is this case? I'm not telling you. No, I so, know, but I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I'm going to say she was 13 or 4. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they were in this huge argument... George and Susan, um, about his supposed molestation of her daughter. Uh-huh. And to, like, take a break from arguing for a little while, he went out to the barn, drank some whiskey, came back, and then, of course, she was still pissed at him and started right back in on him. Yeah. Um, And so... Yeah, because we got to get that shit out. We don't, like... No, we got to fucking get you out because you're molesting yes. my daughter. I'm going to cut your dick off. Right. And shove it down your throat. This does not just end because you go drink some whiskey in the bar. Yes. This ends with me cutting your throat. Okay, yes. not really. Murder's not the answer. So In my head, it is. For him, it was, too. Of course. Because he got a ball-peen hammer. Oh, my gosh. Why? I don't know. And and then he beat her to death. Oh, Lord. Like, a hammer? Like, why, why does the hammer bother us so bad? Be- because you can feel it hurting. Yes, and you know what it sounds like when it's hitting wood and yes. stuff. And, like... Could you imagine? Oh, no. Like, it just hurts my body. Yes. That's like a chainsaw to me. Those 
like at haunted houses and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, at the final end, they always have someone there. Mm-hmm. And it creeps me out. Well, you know, I always say that that's like the beginning to any, like that could be the beginning to a scary movie is that you're at this haunted house. Yes. And you think that it's a guy with a, a chainsaw that has like the blade thing missing. Yeah. And he doesn't and they kill all of you. Yes. Like that is the that would be That's, the perfect beginning to look, we're copywriting that. <laughs> we're gonna write that movie. But like that would be the perfect beginning yeah. to a scary movie. That's of, how my brain really works. Right. Like, which I'm is like, why I don't I'm trust out. that shit. Yeah. Don't come at me with that real slash fake chainsaw because it could be real. Yes. I like don't real like real. That. So after George killed Susan with the hammer, he decided that there was no good way out of the situation mm-hmm. because she's laying there dead. And so he's like, fuck, my only option is to kill the kids. Yeah, because they can identify him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he goes room to room killing all of his brother's children. Golly. Some of them he used a straight razor to their throats. Holy fuck. Some of them, he strangled them with stockings. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, like this is not like a family annihilator that just, like, goes through, like, shooting shoot them. them. Yeah. Like, that's not, like, a crime of passion. This is... That, mm-hmm. This is way deeper. Yeah. It is said that two of the oldest boys woke up from, like, hearing all of this happen. Yeah. And so he killed one of them with a shotgun and one of them with an axe. <gasps> an axe? I don't know what would be worse, an axe or a hammer. Oh, a hammer would be worse. Look, I just feel like the axe would slice through things more. The hammer is just, like, that dull beating pain. pain. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be instantly killed with that like an axe true he can chop your head off or chop your arm off but it's off Off, like yeah he'd just be like continuously yeah yeah. so then after he killed them all Mm -hmm. he dumped all of their bodies so they had just built a or dug a root cellar oh wow which is do you know i had to google what a root cellar was so a root cellar is like for back in the day they would build this cellar, mm-hmm. and you would put root vegetables down there oh. so that they didn't freeze in the winter. In the winter, but they wouldn't spoil in the summer, and so oh. it just kind of was like climate control for vegetables, basically. Okay. So they had just dug that because again, it's in the nineteen tens. This was in nineteen twenty-eight. Oh, okay. So he dumped all those bodies in the root cellar, and then so the oldest child. Mm-hmm. was not at home. He was away somewhere. Oh, my I don't know gosh. where. So two days later, so basically George waited on him to come home two days later. Oh, my gosh. And he killed him with a shotgun and then just added his body to the pile of bodies. Yeah. In the root cellar. So all said and done, he killed nine people at that house. Holy fuck. So they were Susie or Susan who was 41, Alton, who was 21, Virgil, 15, Maudie, who's 13, Russell, 11, David, 7, Johnny, 6, Nanny Martha, 4, and Samuel, 22 months. Holy Hannah. Wow. Yep. 
And so he was like, okay, now fuck, what do I do? But why did he kill the one that wasn't there? Like, he thought he was going to get away with this? Well, yeah. I think he thought, like, okay, in order to get away with this, they all have to die Mm -hmm. so that then I can leave. Because if there's, like, one that's living, they're going to come to this house and be like, hey, where's my family? So You know, and then, like, clearly it would be him stick the law on him. Yeah. So, hold on. Okay, Because it may make a little more sense. Okay. So, his thinking was, all right, I got to get the hell out of town now. They're uh-huh. all dead, but they're all in this root cellar, so i got to get out of town. Okay, so he was a tenant farmer, so he basically rented land mm-hmm. from someone and then was able to be a farmer on that rented land. Mm-hmm. That's what a tenant farmer is. For I, I was like, I feel like I remember learning that in history, but... It was called something else than a tenant cr- A sharecropper, yeah. sharecropper, wasn't it? Yeah. And so I assumed that's what it was, but I totally had to Google it. Yeah. So... What he decided to do was have, like, basically a big old yard sale. Oh, my gosh. To sell everything so he could use that money to get away because he had nothing to run away on. Yeah. You know, like, instead of Hassel be his last name, it's Hustle. Mm-hmm. This man, this is why I said again, be careful what you buy at garage sales and stuff because you never know what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. so... Freaking creepy. Yep. So he told all the neighbors, which I can't imagine they had a whole lot of neighbors considered. It's like, like I'm picturing like a hundred acre farm, like how close are your neighbors really? But so he told all the neighbors that Susie had left him and taken the kids Mm -hmm. and moved back to Oklahoma because I guess that's where she was originally from. Okay. I didn't find that information, but why else would she be going back to Oklahoma? Yeah. And so he said, look, I'm going to just sell all of our shit because she left me. And it just happens to be a lot of their shit. Right. It just happens to be all of Susie's and the kids. So he's about to have this yard sale. And, of course, people are like, this is bullshit. Susie did not just up and leave with these eight kids. Right. Like, no fucking way. Yeah. So they're... But they were suspicious, but they were like, all right, let's go see what he's got at this yard sale. Of course. That that would be us. Yes. Oh, he's probably blah, 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 blah. But let's go see. The neighbors are like, oh, he's got that bedroom suit for $10? Look at that. Where's uh, Susie? I don't know. This is $10, though. Come check this out. <laughs> okay, why does it have to be bedroom suit? Because, of course, I'm like, oh, they've had sex on that. Probably not. If that's your dead husband's brother, you're probably not shooking him. Who knows? I mean, look, girls got to do, and she's lonely. Girls got to do what a girl's got to do. And you know, if they fought a lot, makeup I mean, sex. Not even makeup sex. Like, I, I hate you, sex. Yes. <laughs> so while he was having the yard sale, which one or two articles I think said that it was an auction, but we're gonna go with the yard sale. Okay. I mean, he is a hustler, so he probably was like, oh, you want it for a dollar? How many of you have to get a dollar? Can I get a 50 cents? You wanted it for a dollar 50? You sold to the man in the front row with the gavel. I don't know. <laughs> wait, wait. Panel. What are those things called? Pallet. Pa- Paddle. Paddle. <laughs> he would have the gavel. Oh, God. <laughs> so while they're at the yard sale, there's like a wagon rolling around, like bringing the local people in. I don't know. Oh, okay. People are using wagons. It was their... Uber. Right, right. And the wagon ran over this, like, this hole that it was like, oh, shit, there's a sinkhole. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so they were like, shit, we got to check this out, right? Yeah. And so the law enforcement was like, 
looking into it, and <laughs> they figured out that it was a root cellar <laughs> with nine bodies. <laughs> oh, he got shit on karma, came back full force. Yes. She's not laughing at the dead bodies. No, I'm laughing because he's trying to sell all this shit to go. And that's the shit that got him busted. Yes. Exactly. In your fucking face. Whatever his name is. George. Jefferson. Wait. Hassel. Hassel. Okay. I was like, wait. George Jefferson Hassel. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Jefferson, such a last name. Mm -hmm. So when they discover the bodies... They're like, uh, skirt. And they go, like, they go to him and they're like, um, and he just was like, I did it. Like, just, just like, that was his confession. Like, yeah, I did it. Oh my god! What the fuck? And so they take him into custody. And of course they're like interviewing him and all of that. He attempts suicide when they have him in custody. But he just like stabbed himself. But not really. Like, it was yeah. like, it, it was almost like a for show for them. Yeah, like, he barely grazed himself kind of thing. Yeah. And so, he was fine. Well, while he was, like, work, about to go to trial and all of that, he had two different psychiatric evaluations, both of which identified him as a sociopath. You think? But I feel like the term sociopath wasn't coined at that time i told you that this was in 1928 right because this this has to do with the sociopath thing so i googled it because i was like wait i really didn't know if that term had been you know used at that Mm -hmm. time but i did find that the term sociopathic had been advanced in 1928 but it's actually not the correct terminology anymore oh wow it's actually antisocial personality disorder now. I was like, I feel like like I knew antisocial personality disorder, but I, I guess I had just didn't as- know that. Wasn't. I guess I just associated that with psychopath. Yeah. And since we, even though like it's, I don't think it's right that we interchange sociopath and psychopath. Right. But I think that antisocial personality disorder encompasses both of them. Oh, not a psychologist. You just play one on the podcast? Exactly. So (laughs) if anyone is a psychologist or is a counselor or a better expert in the DSM-5 than me, right? which is probably most of you, hit us up because I don't quite understand. Yeah. Before his trial, Mm -hmm. he dropped a bomb. Oh, fuck. He killed his brother. Bigger. He is his brother. Bigger. He's his own grandpa? <laughs> that don't make no damn sense. <laughs> it was a Tom Arnold movie, and he was like, and I'm my own grandpa. Okay, never mind. Don't know it. Cricket, I mean, cricket. <clears throat> never heard. Okay, anyway. This was not his first family annihilation. What? Mm-hmm. Whole. No wonder he had those different methods. Mm-hmm. So, the year is not clear. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Because I did find in three different places, I think, that it was 10 years before. So we're dancing around somewhere around 1918. Yes. Look at you with the math coming in clutch. 
Look. I need a ribbon. I am smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> <laughs> so about 1918, mm-hmm. um, he was living in Whittier, California. He married, and I, I'm doing air quotes because um, one thing said it was his common law wife, okay. but some stuff said just said wife. So I don't know if it was like yeah, <clears throat> like a whole ceremony thing or they just were common law. Marie Vogel was her name. Again, some stuff is not clear. Like, one thing said that they had three children together, but then another thing said it was three adopted children. So I don't know if it was her kids that he, like, adopted. Because one of the articles said it produced three children, meaning it was both of them. So it's unclear as to whether those were his adopted kids, his stepkids, his biological kids. No clue. But there were three kids. Wow. Yes. He says, he so he confessed to this. Okay. Okay. And he said that he and Marie were joking around, like, and joking's like his term. They were joking around. And then all of a sudden, he found himself choking her. <laughs> okay. And she died. Because um, he strangled her. Okay. But it's like... You know, again, this is his side of the story, so of course he's gonna try to minimize. Yeah, of course his involvement. Yeah, minimalize is not a word. Minimize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. Like you didn't even catch it. Like it no? was like, yeah, he minimalized that all day long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so his mo for this was basically exactly the same as the second set of murders. Okay. He killed Marie, choking her. And then he choked the three kids to death. Holy Hannah. I know. And so... He just was joking around with them, too? I mean, I guess. <laughs> oh I mean, maybe they didn't get the joke. So, he buried them in um, a cellar that was on the home. Dang, but a cellar and then a root... Cellar. Cellar. <laughs> I mean, he was just doing what he knew best. Look, he was very resourceful. I mean, he's like, basically, everything's here. This is how it's supposed to be. He is a Boy Scout, always prepared. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Look, there's a hole dug. Let's use it. Yeah. So, he did the same thing, told the neighbors that his wife had left him and taken the kids to San Francisco. These neighbors bought it. And so, that's when he left and nobody questioned him right yeah so then that's like not long after that is when he went to back to texas and killed his brother brother. yeah allegedly yeah so we're flashing back forward like Um, just to kill his family too well yeah we'll get there hold on okay i'm sorry so when he confessed they were like okay well we got to go check this out yeah so they went and found all of the bodies in the cellar, like, piled up. They were still there? hmm The skeletons. Oh, my gosh. The skull of each of the victims had been crushed. Oh. And the neck, um, the rope was still around their necks. Oh, my gosh. Now, that is just heartbreaking. That's fucked up, huh? Um, oh, my gosh. I know. I bet um, the police that found that... Never got that image out of the their heads with the kids. Well, and two, it's like it's nineteen twenty eight, so it's yeah. like you know, not that a police officer finding a annihilated family now would not be affected by it, right? But it's more commonplace now than it was in nineteen twenty eight. Yeah, you know, and so 
that's what I mean by that. But he was tried and found guilty of the deaths. They they found him guilty in like four hours or something. Like it was like the shortest yeah. deliberation. <clears throat> and he on February tenth, nineteen twenty eight, was executed in the electric chair. Um, he was the thirty seventh person Ever? in in no in Texas to die from the electric electric chair. Whoa. So in total he killed thirteen women and children. Wow. So he was not just a family annihilator once, twice. Wow. So that's what to me makes like this case so not special, but special. And why, even though it was so short, I did it because he did it twice. Yeah, and he would have done it a third time had, had that died. damn sinkhole. I know, <laughs> damn wagon. So this is what I think had happened. Okay, I think allegedly can the uh, Hassel family not sue us for defamation? Yeah, sorry. You know how it wasn't clear that those kids were his or adopted or step or whatever. Yeah. I think that they were probably his stepkids or adopted. Mm-hmm. And I think that Marie caught him molesting one of those kids. Oh, I bet. And they were fighting, and he killed her. Yeah. And so then again, he had to kill all those kids. Right. And then I think he was like, okay, well, let me run away. And then, so what did he do? He went to to go get help from his brother. Yeah. You know, stay with them, whatever. Get some work, make some money, I don't know. And he envied his brother's life and yeah. his brother's family and those kids again if he was a child yeah. molester or a sex offender I guess I should say and I think he killed his brother yeah. I think he bludgeoned his brother to death and said oh look a mule kicked him in the head right and then especially because the, that's his MO with the beating and the cause, yeah. because the original family had the crushed skulls you yeah. know and so I think he did the exact same thing molested one of the kids, mm. she found out, Susie found out, was yeah. trying to put a stop to it. And so what did he do? He killed her, too, and the whole family. And would have gotten away with it had he just left yep. and not tried to sell their stuff for money. Yeah. He would have just left like he did the last one. He probably would have gotten away with that one, too. Yeah. Thank God he needed money. I just, yeah. So it's sad. It's really sad. Yes. And again, I know that was. And no need for them to have died I know. you know it's like you're the freaking bad apple here mm-hmm. and they're paying with their lives well and, and just pisses me off and all for his self-gratification almost yeah. in that so he that so he could molest these kids he wants to molest the kids and get away with it and then mm-hmm. when he's confronted by these women who are like hell fucking no that's my child right he kills them and again, we don't know that for sure. Yeah. About the case with Marie. But I mean, the MO is the same in mm-hmm. every other aspect of that case, you yes. know? Yes. And wow. I mean, joking around, like that's quoted and that that's what he said. Yeah. Joking around. So. Knowing it's not. Like that's every time someone beats someone else, they always will say oh, stuff like that. Oh, they're joking around and she slipped and fell or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially with kids, mm-hmm. when they have uh, beat their kids, or, they say stuff or like that. if it's like the first time that they've sexually assaulted a child, and the child is like, "Hey, he touched me in my no no," or whatever, yes. and they'll be like, "Oh, it was an accident. We were playing around. I was tickling her, and it just, yep. you know, I didn't mean to, kind of thing." Yeah, abuse is not okay. No, never, ever. So if you or 
anyone you know is being abused, there's help out there. Hotline bling. <laughs> just God, kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but. But for real, yeah. Seriously, there's help. You don't have to hide it. It's not your fault. Definitely not. Call for help. Yes. And don't let them stay in the shadows, you know? Because if they're doing it to you, they're probably doing it to someone else. Or they will. And if they're holding something over your head, nothing they can say about you can be worse than what you're going through. No. And they're only doing that to try to cover their own ass because they think that it's, I don't know. Yeah, they try to keep the power over you and... Take it away. Take the power back. Mm-hmm. Like, you deserve it, not them. Right. And I feel like the reason why, too, I wanted to talk about that last little piece about the abuse is that all the stuff this week with Kate Spade yeah. committing suicide and just the what kind of what's coming out about her issue, her mm-hmm. mental health issues and, yeah. and all of that. And, you know, we've we've talked about that you and I both suffer from anxiety and depression and that we're both on medicine for it and yes. that how it's completely changed our lives. Being on medicine and addressing those things, could we do more, like probably go to counseling and all of that? Probably. Yes. But I just feel like, again, I want to say help is out there. There's a suicide hotline. Yes. You know. And don't be ashamed. Like, absolutely not. It's nothing to be ashamed of. I completely agree. And it's your inner workings. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you. And that's okay. You are enough. You are good. Besides that dickhead. He was not good. No. But he needed help. But I was going to say, but if he would have gotten help, could have helped him. Yes. So, if you are feeling like you're in a place that you can't get out, or you're feeling anxiety or depression or anything that you need help, please get help Call the suicide hotline, call a church, call a volunteer organization, call a shelter to get out, do whatever you have to do to take care of yourself. With all of that said, too, like, I just feel like we have such a great community online mm-hmm. um, in the Facebook closed group of mm-hmm. people who are just, like, so open and honest and engaging and stuff. And so please join it because there are very, you know, like-minded people who who are very open about their experiences, you know, in, in everything. You know, yeah. life, love, happiness, sadness. Yeah. It's, it's a, it really has been, like, that truly, I think, might be one of my favorite parts of this whole For podcasting real. everything. Yes. My other favorite part has been getting these freaking emails. Oh, my gosh. I, yes. Y'all, we've gotten some. Um, the Sinister Sighting emails, and we're about to record... The first Sinister Sightings episode. I don't know what we're calling it yet. Sinister Sightings? Oh, okay, that. That's what we're calling it. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> I mean, you've just been saying that every week. Okay, well, that's forever. what we're Anyway, so we want to hear from you. Send us these emails because we love it. We'll read them in episodes so that we can share them with everyone. Send them to us, aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. Send us true crime stories, urban legends, ghost stories. Local urban legends. Yeah. Local urban legends, ghost stories of your of your encounters. Yeah. Your family's encounters. You know, just stuff like that. St- creepy stuff that's happened that it's like, 
oh my gosh, this was a close call, or yeah. how did I not get axe murdered kind of thing. We want to know. Yes. So email us, and we will start reading these on the air. Yes, and if you don't want your name read, let us know that too. Well, we'll at least we'll always say first names. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. if you don't even want us to say a first name, tell us. We'll make one up for you. Just let us know. Bob. It will always be Bob. No, it, I, I was going to say Fred or Barney. Oh, womp womp. Gosh, she tried to beat me to it, and she just took away my joke. So we look forward to hearing from y'all, and remember... Creep it real, and, and don't, don't get scared. scared.